0: Apple CEO Tim Cook made some interesting revelations in a recent episode of the Sway podcast. We'll talk about Cook's comments about privacy, augmented reality, his retirement, and more on this episode of the Macworld podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross and Michael Simon. Before we get into the Sway Podcast, I want to talk about an announcement that Apple made today. They are opening up their Find My network to third-party devices. It's it's very hard to say
1: that and even really think in those terms. It's like a (laughs) sentence fragment.
0: People are familiar with Find My on your iPhone. It's also on your Mac. You probably don't use it as much on your Mac. It, it, it used to
1: be called find my find my iPhone and then it expanded to so many other Apple devices that now it's just find my, which again I reiterate is weird to write and say <laughs> and think. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. it's not a complete thought.
1: <laughs> and now it's but find Apple, my find my everything. So that's that's I guess that's what Apple was going for with the find my dot dot dot.
0: Yeah. So with this announcement, Apple is allowing third party manufacturers to build find my functionality into their Devices. This is kind of new because before it was pretty much isolated to Apple products. You can use Find My to find people as long as they were using an Apple product. Three products were revealed during the announcement, and there's probably be more to follow. The products from Belkin, Chipolo, and Van Moof. Belkin yeah. makes accessories. Chipolo makes a, a device that's similar to what has been rumored to be the AirTags that Apple was supposed to be working on—that was not revealed today. AirTags wasn't. Yes. Yes. Rev- yeah. Air the Chipolo
2: thing—it's like a little size of a quarter-ish keychain tag, type of deal. And the Belkin thing—it's theirs is just uh, <laughs> AirPods knockoffs. It's it's their yeah. AirPod headphone things um, that they've got coming out.
0: Yeah, and Van Moof makes uh, e-bikes, so they have a couple of e-bikes that they've been out, but now they're equipped with this Find My functionality.
2: Yeah, I find that one interesting because uh, that one aren't they saying that all the ones that are already out there
1: will no, work with it? I thought so too. That's not true. No, uh, yeah, okay. that's not true. It's Absolutely. only the ones shipping today forward. Okay. yeah I was confused at that but as well. they're not in new Apple's models press No, it's, it's the same it's the same bike it's just an updated version with that you. little sticker on it so and and these will all work
2: just like all finding your Apple devices there's now an items tag in the find my app it, it, surprisingly you don't need a, an app update or anything If you have iOS 14.3 or later you'll just open up your find my app and the a, a new tab will appear at the bottom of the screen that says items. And, a, and there'll be a pop-up card describing how you can add third-party items and stuff to your yep. Find My network. They just flipped on a back end switch and turned it on for everyone. So you kind of already have this probably. We thought this was going to be a thing for iOS 14.5 and it turns out that it's just a back end switch they flipped and now everyone's got it. 14.5 is coming eventually. <laughs> yeah,
1: Tim Cook said this week, a couple of weeks. So or a few weeks. Yeah, he said in the coming weeks, which means nothing. Well, it's probably next April.
2: (laughs) But we all, I mean, we already. I think he he
1: said a few weeks, which usually means Uh, three to four. Yeah,
2: that's uh, that's reading way too much into it. I think he just gave a generic like, "Well, it's definitely not going to be months from now."
1: But we knew that.
0: Anyways, if you want more information on that, find my functionality for third parties, go to our website. We'll have a link to it in our show notes as well. But what's
1: interesting about the bike, which is the only thing that's uh, been released with a price tag, the the price hasn't increased. So they're just, they added this and they, and they, the the bike is the same price. It's a very expensive bike. It's like two grand, but there isn't like an Apple find my version that's a hundred dollars more. So that's, that's encouraging. To, yeah. For future for future adoption, that maybe um, Apple isn't uh, not an Apple. That maybe you know companies will be likely to use this because it's not you know exorbitantly expensive. Where they have to create a second version, like what we saw with HomeKit a bunch of years ago. That kind of yeah. uh, impeded adoption because there were it was expensive and it was you know they had to get uh, specific licenses and chips and it was, it was it was a mess. Hopefully, yeah. this is much easier to adopt and will quickly have more than three products available. And it seems
2: like ultra wideband is not going to be required. Uh, it's going to be, uh, all the all these devices, even the ones that use ultra wideband w- would also use Bluetooth low energy because that's how you would get their rough location from billions of Apple devices. Um, and they're releasing a, a framework for developers and, and stuff for them to use ultra wideband if they want, but that's like sort of coming soon for yep. developers and yet yeah, they've already announced these products and stuff so i think we'll see products that just use bluetooth low energy for like a rough it's in this general area and then we'll see other products that use ultra wideband that you'll be able to like super pinpoint it down to the inch <laughs> does this change anything about AirTags to you
1: i don't know i mean does it maybe it does maybe it doesn't because like why release this without air tags with it and why Spotlight a uh, tracker if hair tags are coming in a week or three weeks or a month or whatever it is? The timing is weird.
0: It might be a strategic move to offset tile didn't announce anything and might be, Well, tile know, is there's
1: I don't think there's any way they would sign on for this because that that takes yeah. every, no. their
2: whole for thing. Years.
0: Yeah. No, but it kind of offsets any yeah. idea that Apple's trying to take over a market, so to speak. It's
1: maybe
2: a Yeah. Move, I mean, to me you know? it just seems like if they were gonna if, if there is gonna be an event this month then they're just not going to announce their air tags on the web. They're going to do it at their event. They're going to talk about, and, and, you know, we have this thing where you can, everybody can sign up for your own tracking and we, we have our own trackers too. In addition to all these other things.
1: This Um, Chipolo, which I've never heard of before. It looks exactly like what everyone thought the air tag was going to look. It's funny, except for the little keychain hole uh so it's about yeah, the right it's, size
2: it's a little seems, circle. seems thing. like it i don't think it it's necessarily funny. has ultra wideband
1: it's a it's a specific one that works with the uh find my yeah they have and existing products yeah
0: it's coming out and it. it says uh start shipping in june apple ceo tim cook he recently did an interview with kara swisher on the sway podcast from the new york times and the 36 minute interview they mainly focused on apple's stance on privacy But they touched upon a few other topics. It's a really good interview. Uh, We thought we'd talk about Cook's comments. The main topic that they talked about was privacy, because Apple is going to release its app tracking transparency feature in its operating systems pretty soon. And the companies that depend on tracking users, they're, they're actually pretty pissed off about this. Been one lot one of- in particular. <laughs> yes, one in particular. Uh, there's is Facebook. Facebook and other companies are saying that the ATT feature is anti-competitive. Cook thinks otherwise. He's, he, he spends a lot of time explaining ATT.
3: What it tries to get at is companies that are taking advantage of tracking you across apps of other companies mm-hmm. and therefore putting together an entire profile of what you're thinking, what you're doing, surveilling you across the web 24-7.
0: And he talks a lot about how these social media networks track people, how they know your every move, and how they use that information to sell to advertisers so they can display the proper ad. And
2: often use In other ways and for other reasons that people don't know and don't think it's clear. Yes, Uh, Cook tried to make it really clear that hes they're not making it so that
3: apps can't do this. They're just making it so they have to get people's informed consent. They'll see a simple pop-up that basically prompts them to answer the question of, are they okay with being tracked or not? If they are, things move on. If they're not, then the tracking is turned off for that individual. With respect to that specific app. People
2: people believe that Facebook's data collection is amounts to the things you do on Facebook. And that's shockingly, it's not even a, a fraction yeah. <laughs> of what they're gathering. They're gathering stuff about you all over the web and if, from other apps you use. And everything. you would be appalled yeah. if you knew. And they, they use that to micro target ads and let people, let small businesses target people in very, very specific and detailed ways. But they also research sell it to research companies and all kinds of stuff, like it's used for a lot. That's how Facebook makes money. That's why you don't pay for Facebook. And uh, they're going to be, um, they're very afraid that if people are asked, (laughs) would you, do you want to let it do this? They'll say no. Probably yeah, rightly so.
1: Th- th- that's the, that's the, in, the inherent like, hypocrisy here is that yeah. Facebook is blasting Apple for saying, well, they can't do this. But Apple's like, hey, or Tim Cook was like, hey, all we're doing is asking if the user
3: wants this. It's not on us that they don't. The developer can put essentially other information in there. Maybe they say that it's for better ads or better targeted ads or, or whatever. All we want to do is supply a tool so that the person that should make the decision can make it. And
1: Facebook right. is saying, well, well we, you know, don't I, like we don't, they're they're basically admitting if people know what we do, they're not going to want to use us anymore, which is <laughs> right. a problem.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> or they'll want to use us, but just use us without being right. tracked. If, if people knew is... we did this, they wouldn't agree to it. And uh, yeah, if your whole business is based on doing something that nobody would uh, would. Uh, allow you to do if they knew about it then you you have a problem and that's kind of where facebook is and there's other other.
1: businesses too but facebook is by far the biggest uh tim cook mentions that you know they'll probably figure out a way to do it without you know surreptitiously tracking and i think that's really where we're going to end up because apple's not going to back down here Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think the courts are going to force them to 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 take away the, the dialogue box either because they're not blocking anything, as you say. All they're doing is saying, hey, do you want to do this? And I don't think there's any legal standing or any uh, moral standing that to, to change it. And once people get that pop-up window, I would say upwards of 90%, percent are going to say no. Yeah,
2: I don't know what the default is. I don't know what the sort of highlighted response is or, or whatever uh, on either side or what happens if you like sort of close the app you see that and you close the app and launch it again or anything. So I'm not sure kind of what the, the implied default state is. My guess is it's going to be no yeah, <laughs> based yeah. on what Apple is. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a clear issue. Uh, uh, Facebook called it an existential threat. Then they kind of reversed course and said, well, you know what, if they're going to be doing this to everyone, it may end up that people keep coming back to us because in a, in a world where people don't have the tracking, we have the reach and we have, Better data to target people just based on the actual stuff they post, the, their, use Facebook, the, their use of their use of the there's, service. There's
1: plenty of stuff people voluntarily put on Facebook that they could use. Yeah, the, uh,
2: that there's there's a the, their ability to build profiles of people without tracking. Right, is much better than most other companies. Absolutely, and and so they're saying like we may actually come out ahead <laughs> because everybody else is going to be screwed about tracking
1: people too, and that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Tim Cook said, um, it's, a, it's, it's not about a company, it's about yeah. a principle, because she was asking, you
3: know, hey, is this, a, is this are you targeting Facebook here, basically? And he's like, right. no. If you look back in time, we've added some every year, it is not aimed at a company, it's aimed at a principle. And the principle is that the individual should be in control over whether they're tracked or not. This is a fight
2: that I think... Um, I, we can argue all day about whether the the good and the bad things that Apple does. Um, I think Apple's hardline stance and push on privacy here is one of the th- the fights that I want them to keep picking, sure. and I want them to keep doing this. Uh, they were right about the the backdoor and the San Bernardino phone and all these other mm-hmm. things. Like it, this is which was another thing they sort of brought up in yeah. the in the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really pushing things like encryption, uh, making sure that users know the, all the different ways that apps are accessing their data. You know, the clipboard notifications, the lights when the phone or the mic are being used, all these yeah. things. Apple's on the forefront of all this stuff. I can't wait for iOS 15 to go even further, sure. you know, turn the screws even further on everybody who wants to use my information and my data uh, without asking me
1: first, just yeah. ask me. Yeah. And, and you know, know, it, it, know, it all, it all sounds, you know, very righteous and, and very, you know, almost like marketing fluff at times, but it's, it's really mm-hmm. not, as you say, it's a, this is a cause. It's not a cause they have to take up. Sure. They sell billions of products a year. They don't have yeah. to do, they're still going to sell them no, either way. No one, not no one, but there are a, a large portion of their Bottom line wouldn't be affected if they just weren't doing this privacy thing so hard. If they just took it like Google, they had, you know they had a bunch of things deep in settings you could yeah. turn them on, you could off. You you know they did the bare minimum. They are leaving money Nothing on the table, doing leaving. all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. And they're changing the conversation. They're changing the industry, and they're changing what people know mm-hmm. about the internet um, and and the devices that they use. Yeah, they, they market
2: this so much that people get the impression that it's just for marketing's sake. And, and right. I do believe Tim Cooks in, in that it's not. Uh, or or uh, Maclo, the Maclo put it a good way in his column. Even if it is, you still get the benefit of right. the better privacy. Exactly right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, but speaking of uh, stuff that's sort of marketing, <laughs> they they also talked a lot about the app store and app curation and their yeah. sort of stranglehold yeah. on the app store. That was another area that uh, Kara Swisher took the conversation that I thought was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that Tim Cook fervently believes in. And now on that instance, he might not be totally right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He he talked about App Store curation, but he also talked about news curation in relation Mm -hmm. to Apple News. And he had some interesting points.
3: The reality is that the web in some areas has become a dark place. And without curation, you wind up with this fire hose of things that I would not want to put into an amplifier. Yeah, when an algorithm that prioritizes
2: engagement is in charge of your curation, is what's putting things in front of your eyes and saying, you may want to see this, and it's just an algorithm picking it based on engagement and stuff, then you get people who see things that are false or misleading or harmful, or whatever that are they, you know, uh, and and he's a big believer in. Well, no, people have to look at this and make sure n- none of that's coming through and getting pushed in front of people. And that was, like you said, uh, a, he talked about that with News Plus, but then he ta- also talked about that as a reason why the App Store needs to be what it is. You know,
0: yeah,
2: uh, and they need to be the only. Everything needs to go through the App Store. Um, because privacy and security, but also curation.
3: I think somebody has to curate, right? Because users aren't going to come there and buy things if they don't have trust and confidence in the store. Mm -hmm. And we think our users want that. And I think that's a really hard argument
2: for Tim to make with a straight face. Because one, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max exists, and if it's a huge privacy and security fault to have other stores than Max, then he's openly admitting that Macs are unprivate and un- and they're happy to sell you one, you know, which is garbage. And two, they don't curate the other places where they put things in front of you. The misinformation and non- and harmful information and nonsense out there in the podcast app is crazy sure. right? <laughs> So if it's curation so important, then why aren't you keeping that garbage off your podcast app when there's other places people can get podcasts if they want other things? Why isn't it like News Plus?
0: Some people want to cite some of the, uh, for lack of a better word, errors that curators make with the app store. And the thing is, that's going to happen when you have mm-hmm. humans curating apps. So that's, that's going to happen. You're going to have people inconsistently enforcing the rules. And maybe that's a, a huge flaw. I don't think it happens frequently enough to be an issue. I mean, when it happens, it hits headlines, but to me, it doesn't happen frequently enough to, to say that this is failing.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. it's a funny thing because on one hand,
0: we say, you know, the app curators
1: are, are blocking too many things. On the other hand, we say, well, how did this get through? Like, cause it, it's it's impossible yeah. to get everything right. Yeah. And Jason brings up a good point. The Mac is wide open, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's we weak. We can handle it, <laughs> right? It's not. Like it's you know. Uh, you he
2: has to either say, and nobody ever. I, I'm disappointed. Nobody ever presses him on this. He has to either say, "Well, is the Mac insecure and unprivate?" Right. And if so, why do you uh, why, keep why doing continue? That? They, I mean, yeah, they do continue. Why they do take steps to to,
1: to limit the ability of people to just install whatever they want, but you can still do it. If you, you know, you just got to make a sure that you got to go to yeah. system preferences or whatever. Yeah.
2: Right. They make sure that you're going. Yeah. And, and they have digital certificates you got to sign and stuff right. like that. I mean, you can
1: still do, they can do all that on the iPhone.
2: Exactly. So he's got to, he's got to reconcile why they will happily sell tens of millions of Macs a year to people that have a model that he says would break the iPhone. And, and when it comes to curation, yeah, there's, there's kind of a, bunch of sides to that like you want to be as open as possible but at the same time we we see a lot of apps that are fake we see a lot of apps that are um trading on other successful apps names yep, yep. and stuff and garbage
1: like that or just um, straight up ripping them off and they th- mm-hmm. a lot of them are allowed right. to just exist
2: yeah a lot of a lot of them on. are ripping people off they're like making people yeah. sign up for subscriptions that they don't
1: understand their so yeah. subscriptions yeah, and, yeah. there's there's, <sighs> a, there's, a, there's a lot of issues yeah, we a we ran issues. a story uh, a week ago about um, a Bitcoin app that stole like 60 grand from someone mm-hmm. and, and if people finding, if people getting stuff
2: put in front of them, that is somehow false or misleading is such an issue, then they really got to stop allowing people to sell ads in the app store for mm-hmm. apps that aren't the app you're looking for. If I search for an app and the top result is an ad. For, Consist- for it's consistently something else different yeah. thing Ugh. than i'm being misleaded and they're getting paid to mislead me <laughs> it's, 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 i mean i <laughs> so don't, I don't know
1: animation. like I, I don't know what the what the parameters of that are but because it's always somewhat kind of maybe related but it is yes a, i search for something in the first result which doesn't really look like an ad unless you expect it Right, it's not the thing I'm looking for, and I'm I'm always I oh, my eyes go there, my fingers go there, and then I say, oh wait a minute, it's it's actually this one. Yeah, it's it's definitely they're definitely
2: tar they're definitely allowing people to target based on either keywords or specific apps or categories or something because, like you said, it's always related, um, and that's part of how they trick you. But it's never the thing you like you said. You can look for something really specific and get something that looks like it as sure. an ad result that yeah. isn't. Uh, And it happens constantly. And yeah, I think Tim's operating on principle about making sure that people don't get misled, then taking money to allow people to mislead, to, to allow companies to mislead your users is the height of hypocrisy. They need to tighten down the rules the, for ads in the app store. Or just get rid of them. It existed for a long time without them. And if you're taking like yeah, percent wonder, cut I and stuff like this. The, then, yeah, yeah, like
1: what's the impact on their bottom line if they get rid of them. I can't imagine it's that much.
2: I can't. Yeah, me either. Especially now that they're growing their services businesses with direct things they sell, which is right. another yeah, right. topic they talked about.
0: <laughs> Tim Cook also talked about Apple TV, and he emphasized that it's not a hobby, and you think content is critical as an area of focus for Apple.
3: Yes. And we're putting all of ourselves into it. It is not a hobby. It is not a dip your toe in. Because it's an original focus, we don't instantly have a catalog with, you know, 500 things in it. We're going to build over time.
2: They're serious about TV+. Plus. And he mentioned that they're building it to be all originals, all only things you can find there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't except think for except for Fraggle Rock, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because they are doing and, new and, and Fraggle Snoopy rocks. Snoopy stuff.
2: They are doing new Fraggle Rocks and new Peanut stuff, but there's yeah, in the, those cases, they also have the old stuff on there. Um, I I find that to be an interesting statement because I don't think that has the cachet for users that Apple seems to think it has for them. This idea that you're going to subscribe to a service and go like I can't get anything on this service anywhere else doesn't have the value to, to users that Apple seems to think it does or that, that it just sounds like it does.
1: Well, it, if you have like a like Disney, for example, like a mm-hmm. vast, although you can get that stuff elsewhere, but right. not not all in one place like that. Like if you have a vast library of stuff that people, you know, must must stream TV, if you will. Right, I mean, it does work. They just don't have that
2: just yet. Yes, but what I mean is, like, th- that's a perfect example. They they went with a big back catalog of things that people have on DVD and other places, like that have been around forever. And Apple's saying, no, we don't want to do that. We want to do stuff that's exclusive to Apple TV. It's not going to be, you know, on DVDs. It's not going to be anywhere else. And that's not, uh, like so. They just changed Apple Arcade in this way, and we thought it was great. It mm-hmm. Apple Arcade used to be. Every game here is only on Apple Arcade. And there were some uh, iffy, squishy things about how it could be on other consoles if it's not on a subscription service and stuff like that. But that was the point. And they literally just changed it last week to be, oh, we're just going to include all these other apps that are on the App Store and they're also on Android and stuff. And it was great. (laughs) And it makes the service so much better. And I don't think that, if they had just as much new original content on Apple TV Plus, but they also went out there and started getting other things to add to it. Things that yes, you could also get other places. I don't think anybody would think less or of the service. I think they would think it's better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I I definitely agree with that, but it's clear from day one mm-hmm. that they want Apple TV Plus to be, you know, I want this, I want that show, I want this show, I want that other show. And that's it. Yeah, Like, it's almost as if they're they're saying, you know, right now it might not be worth $5 a month, but in a year it will be, or in a year and a half it will be. Like, he, yeah. he kind of admits that. Uh, I think they also have another problem w- with that in that,
2: um, yes, the library is going to build over time, obviously. Old stuff doesn't sell services, <laughs> in a way. Well, Music but, I mean, lo-
1: you, on, on one hand you're talking about back catalogs, on the other hand you're talking about new stuff like they're you know so the old stuff does sell if it's something that like game of thrones or stranger things or something that's really right. compelling
2: uh yeah if it's something that people really want people already know they want so stuff and and usually it has to get somewhere else first like beyond like the office it's got to be on tv and then when you have all of the offices that's a big plus so uh, stranger things is a great example or orange is new black when there's a new season of stranger things Netflix is hot and everybody wants it. But right. once the show's over, does anybody want to go back and watch an old episode? Is anybody subscribing to Netflix so they can watch Orange Is the New Black, which is done and over? Like, I mean, if you haven't know, seen it,
1: maybe like like you hear about it, you 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 watch it, and then you kind of binge them all. I mean, I don't know. I watched I watch Stranger of, Things a second time with with my son. That's not the greatest example. Yeah, because it's not over for one. Um, yeah, But it's it's out of the zeitgeist, right? It's not something
2: that draws people to the service. So I'm wondering, Ted Lasso is going to get three seasons or whatever. In five or six years, the fact that they have this great show that's been over th- for three years and nobody's talking about it anymore, does that really help their catalog to be like that? So they need to keep up the pace. It's not just that they have to build a catalog. It's that they have to build a release schedule there's constantly something that people really want to watch on there. Something new that people really want to watch that people yeah. are talking about. Did you see the latest, whatever, um, which is, I mean, that's, that's hard. Yeah, that's but, a near impossibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, other, uh, uh, Disney's doing a great job of doing that. They're rolling one season, of something that everyone talks like about, right? And there's something tables, else. And yeah. It yeah. helps that they have brands that everybody knows. Marvel. Right. And that, and yeah. Dis-
1: Disney stuff. is not something that anyone can.
2: Yeah. Everyone can't just repeat replicate it that. Yeah. But just... Netflix does a, a good job of that too. And they dump whole seasons at <laughs> once, but they're doing right. a good job of making sure that when a show that's hot is over in a week or two, there's another big thing marquee thing that's dropping that makes people say oh i gotta get netflix
1: i gotta watch that so, and hbo i mean now it's a little little bit less so but um they used to be fantastic at that like they would have game of Thrones yes. season ended and this thing starts immediately and they it was it was it was a year-long thing when you had to stay subscribed yep um now they're a little less focused and there's a lot going on with hbo max and stuff but Like I think that's kind of what Apple is looking to replicate. People, people joined, or back when it was cable, they signed up for HBO because they wanted, you know, True Blood or The Wire or Sopranos or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And HBO did it like I said, a great job for saying, okay, they're they're cognizant that they can people can cancel this thing at any time. Yeah. so as soon as that season finale of the sopranos ends here's an ad for the next show that you have to watch yeah they were actually really brilliant about slightly
2: overlapping them so that like you're watching you're watching game of thrones or something and then the next the the show that came on right after it was the new thing they want to get you hooked on
1: and they would, like you said they would have a week where they both aired in the same night yeah and one would end and they would they they did a great job of retaining eyeballs and viewers and subscribers that way and i think that's kind of what apple is getting at it's a it's just different because that was cable like yeah. now we can watch things whenever we want whenever we want to watch them however we want to watch them and with the exception of disney which i'd love to see their numbers but i'm sure everyone's tuning in on fridays to watch the newest marvel thing or, or mandalorian or whatever's on mm-hmm. apple has to understand that yeah these things have to roll out not weekly but like you know, like almost daily. You know, it's once once you once you get rolling, these new yeah. shows have to come quickly because people are gonna are gonna lose interest. The one thing Apple has going for it is that the price is right, and they have a million zillion people using their products already. And the end, yeah, it's, it's it's right in their face. They, they keep giving it away.
2: Right. Also at true. some <laughs> point, at some point, for them to stop giving it away and be successful, they're going to need a, a, a pace of releases for Marquee stuff that yeah. is way more than what it is. And I think that they're. My guess is that they recognize that, and that I think so. COVID really screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, they were so. planning to yeah. kind of. I mean, there's
1: a there's a ton. Well, you know, because you wrote the article, there is so much in the yeah. pipeline. Like, but I think a
2: lot of it was supposed to roll out sooner, and productions got delayed, and so on. And now it's looking like this fall is going to be pretty great. And it's yeah. um, and that was supposed to be
1: now was supposed to be pretty great, right? If we're six months, six to eight months behind schedule. Yeah. But you know, Apple can also afford to dump $8 billion a year into this thing. And it's like a rounding error. You know, they don't, it's not Netflix where they're, they're dependent on the, this revenue. Mm-hmm. So they can take eight months off, not off, but they can, they can take a, take a hit like that because it's yeah. not going to, it's not going to affect them. They uh, care about that up, about how they have deep pockets and can
2: try this for a long time. And, uh, and he, uh, Tim did bring up a good point in where he said it's, it's not an either, or it's not like, you're gonna have if you have Netflix, you're not gonna subscribe right. to something else or something. You have to give people a reason to, but exactly. they'll they'll subscribe to more than one thing, especially if the price is right. So, and we're seeing that. We're seeing we're not we're not seeing people drop their Netflix subscriptions to get
1: Disney Plus. Yeah. we're seeing them get both. Yeah, I mean, be, well, part of it is the price. Disney's uh, mm-hmm. relatively affordable. If it was fifteen dollars, that might change. I, yeah, I think that there's definitely room for two or three subscri- subscription services in, in, in people's lives, it's particularly if it's five bucks a month. Which you know, I don't think Apple's going to, and I don't see Apple raising that price. Disney can afford to raise the price because they're not going to lose people. I think Apple, if they made it eight dollars, all of a sudden, I think they might lose. Them. Yeah, well, when you, I guess we'll see when, when we get there. It's the kind
2: of thing I, I think is if it happens, it's a, it's going to be a few years off.
1: But the you know the shows that are on Apple TV they're all quality you know I've enjoyed the ones that I wanted. I just watched the series called Calls that was fantastic mm-hmm. it was um it's it's literally a series of, of phone calls and they and they tell a story through these conversations and it, it was it was great they, they they have real compelling stuff they just need a lot more of it and yeah. uh, they need also to make it a little easier to find because it's still a little bit tricky with that with that Apple TV app yeah let's, uh, that's a whole other.
0: Yeah, right,
1: that's, that's it. They, they, they,
0: didn't, they didn't talk about UI in the, in the interview. Speaking of UI, Tim Cook talked a lot about augmented reality and the promise of AR. He's really into it. The
3: promise of AR is that you and I are having a great conversation right now. Arguably, it could even be better if we were able to augment our discussion with charts or other things to appear in your audience would also benefit from, from this too, I think.
0: I don't know if I want to be in a discussion where someone's bringing up charts <laughs> while I'm talking to them. Hey,
2: so. I appreciate the idea that if it's, it's a podcast and yeah. they could, I could be listening to my podcast through with my AR glasses and it brings up visuals that augment the podcast but that doesn't require augmented reality that's a heads-up display that's google glass that's not integrating the graphics into your environment the the, the world yeah which is the entire difficult thing unless i I looked at a gajillion times harder
1: unless you were looking at tim cook and he like turned into a chart
2: (laughs) (laughs) right or 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 he and if you're having face-to-face conversation with somebody and they bring up a chart and you're both seeing the same chart in 3D space and can manipulate You can both manipulate the same chart and say, well, let's zero in on this bar. What about this? And you're you're moving it and they're seeing you move it and stuff like that. Now it gets really interesting.
1: up chart is the lamest
3: example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I kinda,
1: everyone rolled their eyes. Like, okay, that's great. That's the promise of AR. We can watch a chart. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Excel
0: um, is the promise of AR. There you go.
2: <laughs> there is, like you said, a, a ton of super compelling stuff that could be done with AR. Every Apple site on Earth read between the lines and filled in so many blanks trying yeah. to find some sort of product story about it. Yeah. And he was, he was not giving up any <laughs> information, not, not no timetable, no anything.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, at one point he he's like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. He literally just said like, right, you know what? Um, we're really, we think AR is awesome and we're yeah. really into it. And that's it. <laughs> and he, <laughs> so, he
1: didn't really say anything that he hadn't said before. Like, it's clear that AR yes. in Tim Cook's world. That's that's the thing. He's he's way into it. And he, I mean, I do believe that his uh, his Apple glasses are like Steve Jobs' iPod. Like, he wants this to be a thing. He wants to be great. Mm-hmm. And he wants it to be the next big thing. Yep. You know, whether it gets there.
2: Yeah, getting of, like, it
0: right. Ten years uh,
1: getting it right is, is a whole other situation. You know?
2: It's a whole
0: other situation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, AR is here, but nobody uses it because it's it's not really easy to use. Yeah, I mean, there's bits of it. It works. It's yeah. it's on your
2: phones. It's people take mistakenly credit things like Pokemon Go as an AR app, and it's got
0: it's, it's got an a, it's AR the mode for AR, yeah. part of
2: the capture thing, but the crux of what makes that app work is the location stuff. Not right. not anything to do with augmented reality. It's just using the real world location right. for yeah. things and um and a, a lot of apps could do that in fact that company has a whole platform for it Niantic has a whole platform to make apps that do that and it could have nothing to do with augmented reality so they always talk about how popular it is for games it's like not really though yeah. real AR games where the gameplay is AR and that's a significant part of it are they're out there and they flop <laughs> flops on the app yeah. store
1: and uh, you know even the the apps that are ar like the measure app like mm-hmm. i don't know who's using that yeah no regular basis yeah i mean i still have a tape measure that i measure stuff with, but I, I never even think to use my phone yeah things like the the ikea put
2: furniture in your house that's stuff, that's too yeah that's neat nobody yeah, talks about it no. nobody's using that
1: it's it's just not something that's in on people on the frontal lobe of people's minds when they're searching for or, or shopping for furniture. And and the truth I, is that
2: experience isn't good. Seeing the real world on a screen with graphics on the screen and the graphics integrated in the world isn't a big deal. That's not it's it, it, it is a big deal. It's hard, but it's that doesn't impress people. That's not that wow moment that just mm-hmm. like makes the light bulb come on in people's minds. It's looking out at the real world with right. your own eyes. Yeah. The regular real world and seeing graphics interposed on it. Yeah, like, it's like these
1: it's like Iron Man's helmet. That's what people want. They want to put on their glasses and, and everything lights up. You look at someone and it tells you their name and their and their information. You look at a building, and it tells yeah. you what's inside it. Like that's what you want. And that's I, I don't know how close we are to that.
0: I think that perhaps the killer application for augmented reality is your windshield when you drive, when you when you're mm-hmm. using your car yeah some car companies kind of working on that yeah because that will and that will put the idea in people's heads and to, as to the potential of that mm-hmm. uh, and and even that is in most kind of heads up display
1: yeah
2: that yeah. The iron man helmet stuff like that those are like yeah those are it's it's not the graphics don't integrate themselves into reality they're just it's just a thing in front of your face that just gives you the same flat information you could get somewhere else.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's cool. And a lot of AR stuff will do that. Yeah, I, I don't know what the new real killer app is for AR, the real thing that takes it that requires augmented reality and not just a heads-up display. I mean, certainly directions is one of those things. Being able to see an arrow on the ground that turns... Mm-hmm where you should actually walk where you should actually drive
1: uh, google google maps has that for for walking walking directions There's like yeah it's, it's pretty that, neat that shows yeah it's very cool if that was but on you, but glasses, you still have to hold your phone up to to look at right it. yeah
2: if that was on glasses i think a lot of people would use something mm-hmm. like that i just don't know how often people need walking directions versus like right. granular walking directions right, right. <laughs> instead of just like turn right at this street you know
1: yeah yeah it, it's more of like a gimmicky cool thing that they do that's not really all that useful yeah it would be amazing in a in a complex indoor
2: mm-hmm. environments like a mall where Which they you want to they're working on that yeah, stuff too yeah if you could just with your voice say I, I need to go to this store and you get a line mm-hmm. on the ground that takes you totally. up the escalator and wherever and you could, yeah that would be really really cool but is that the kind of thing people buy a 500 hundred dollar pair of glasses <laughs> for uh ah. i think one of the things that would be an amazing a killer app, but requires more than augmented reality, would be sort of a, a, a next evolution of FaceTime, where instead of looking at camera, looking at someone's face, I can look at their physical self standing sure. in my living room or sitting in my living room. But then that requires them so, some sort of external camera pointed at them, doing body tracking and stuff. They can do that. You put your, can you imagine putting your iPhone on a shelf and that does the body tracking and head tracking and movement yep, yep. and then but you're both wearing glasses and just seeing the other person in each in your own living rooms, s- sitting there talking to each other, looking at each other, you know, it's, it's possible. Um, it's, I mean, it's cool. That, that's another Iron Man thing too, to bring pretty, pretty yeah. you know, back yeah. home. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Or Star Wars, you know, it's like the holograms in Star Wars. and stuff sure. like that, like, except not blue and white.
0: <laughs> Swisher and cook also talked about the Apple car. Tim cook didn't want to go there with the Apple car, but basically what he said was, he didn't admit to working on the Apple car, but he basically admitted to working on the autonomy used to operate an autonomous car.
3: The autonomy itself is a core technology, in my view. If you sort of step back, the car, in a lot of ways, is a robot. Yep. An autonomous car is a robot. Mm-hmm. And and so there's lots of things you can do with a, with autonomy, and we'll see what Apple does.
0: Which I think was actually the story here about this podcast. Everyone said, "Oh, it's the retirement thing, the retirement," which we'll get to in a second. Tim Cook's going to leave in ten years, but uh, I thought this was a story because basically he's saying they're working on robots. Did anybody <laughs> else get that? <laughs> That's what I took away. I don't. From it it. seems
2: very similar to me to what he said before, which is that. The trick is the AI part, not that it's applied to necessarily a car or that if it's applied to a car, not necessarily that it's applied to building a self-driving car people can buy. Uh, It could also be used in service things. And what I thought was the story was that he very clearly said, we look for the combination the overlap of hardware software and services because that's where the magic happens just building a self-driving car is a hardware and software thing he said services i'm so to me it's more like robo taxi kind of a situation like we're not going to make cars people can buy we're going to make cars that people watch out and yeah summon and get it that's that's what i always assumed would be the end product here too Right. And that sounded more and more like what
1: he seemed to suggest. And and that's, that's on. Apple's thing. It's you get in and it immediately recognizes your stuff as your music, your contacts yeah. or whatever you want to do. And that's, that's, that's the experience. That's, that's the UX is the software and the AI stuff integrated into the, the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The vehicle is, is, you know, let's say it's a, it's a bus or whatever it is, but it would be tailored to each specific person as they come in, and that that's what where the where the magic, so to speak, is. Or each each particular situation. You may, if you live in the suburbs like
2: me, summon a car like an Uber. If you live in the city, there may yes. be buses that totally. go around that yeah. you know are are more that are autonomous and have better service details and automatically pay the fare and all that other kind of stuff. I I think the future of this autonomously driven transportation has a lot of variables and a lot of possibilities. And I don't, what I got from the interview is Apple hasn't nailed one down. Mm-hmm. Apple hasn't thought we're making a car. We're going to make a sedan you can buy and it'll drive itself too. And whatever, like they haven't even, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they haven't even made that decision yet. They they're solving other problems and then they're going to find out, right. Where's there
1: a space for them and yeah, can- that's. I, I think that you're, you're right on, and all of the things that are around that the privacy, AR services, mm-hmm. all of those things are what feeds into that final product. And if Apple were to be successful at delivering an autonomous vehicle that you know seamlessly integrates with the rest of your stuff, like like that would just be. Uh, I mean, that's it. Say say good night because they rule the world. <laughs> like yeah. it's over.
2: It's hard to make. Uh, yeah. 10 million cars a year or whatever like you know that's not it it takes many years just to build the infrastructure to do that and stuff so it's not like would they build cars or would they partner with somebody and like Kara tried to get him to talk about that and she took his vague answers to mean they would make the yeah. car right <laughs> or, or partner with somebody to make a yeah. car of their design like not that, that they're not just going to sell software to car makers.
1: I would assume Apple would want some control over whatever the final product is, particularly if their branding is all over it and their, their stuff is all inside it. Yeah. But uh, as you say, we're, we're pretty far away, I believe from that happening mm-hmm. many, many, many years, but it's definitely, it, it makes a ton of sense when you look at everything else that he talked about, everything else that they're doing, that that's, that's the next logical step. The, the hard
2: bit for them is that everybody else in the world is driving at, they're they're going hard in the same direction yeah. and it is one of those things where there's there's a distinct certain first mover advantage when you're talking about expensive products that people that stick around for a long time a lease is at least three years but then mm-hmm. people buy cars for five ten whatever yeah. years they buy used cars stuff like that so there's it's it's really hard to come in late Unless you've got something really significantly right. better, just the app not just the Apple brand. So we'll see what we'll see what they do. There's always, like I said, there's always that opportunity where they never end up selling a car to a consumer sure. at
0: all. Yeah. So you think within ten years you're going to launch the Find My app, find a roaming I mean, Apple it, it, transport? It works. It yeah. would work. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Find an Apple roaming Apple transport. Yeah. Summon it. Step into it, and then it configures. Like the audio to whatever your playlist, your your. That's. I mean that's
1: that's that's how it would work in my mind. No reason why not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then take. Then it takes you to wherever you need to get to get going to. So. Yeah. Without without Facebook tracking you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that happens within ten years, Tim Cook may not be CEO of the company when that happens.
3: Ten more years, I probably not. But I can tell you that I feel great right now, and the date's not inside. I pulled this out
1: too, as, as a lot of other people did, as, as the main crux of the story, because I thought it was an interesting response. Like he could have said, I, I love Apple, I'm not thinking about that. But he right. specifically said, Uh-uh, I probably won't be here. Or he didn't even say probably. He basically said, I'm not going to be here in 10 years. And he's, yeah, it's not kind of like he's 75 years things. old. He's he's like, 60. Yeah, yeah. He sent so both- years,
2: Things in a way,
1: it was like, yeah, he he couched it quickly, yeah, and he said, you know, I love this company and I can't see myself working for anybody else. But he, but his first thought was, no, no way, I'm not going to be here in ten years. <laughs> and that that's just that's a that, that I found that to be an interesting immediate response to that question. Yeah, and you
2: know what, I honestly probably is not easy to be CEO of no, Apple, no. no, and I can no see way. why somebody doesn't want to do it when for they're seventy, sure. and that and and it would be smart. To when you've got a $2 trillion company to say, well, gives a lot of runway where you're grooming the next CEO and stuff like that. I guess I wasn't super surprised, but at the same time, just to hear it out of his mouth.
1: I yeah. yeah. I mean, if Steve Jobs would have said that before all of his, his health issues and, I mean the he stock would have 60. dropped 30 <laughs> percent right, <laughs> right. He, he wasn't 60 and true. stuff that's and, true uh, i actually
2: i'm i'm kind of glad i in a way you know if i was apple stock i would have gone up on the notion that he's thinking yeah thinking that far out going Plenty, planning on. planning Look, ahead is, is planning ahead thing. that much yeah. and also still while still at the same time saying like i love coming to work every day i, I love everything we do i can never imagine myself working for somebody else it would be retirement You know, and, you know, all the the stuff you'd expect him to say. But then at the same time, admitting, boy, 10 years? No, probably won't be here.
0: Macworld readers had some thoughts on Tim Cook and a possible retirement in 10 years. At Marvel Tuggle on Twitter says, if he leaves Apple, the world must be coming to an end in two to four years. And he knows that. So he's going to take some kickback time with his family and friends. That, I, that makes sense. <laughs> he knows yeah, something that we've logical. <laughs> at Chris Barnes text said, "Tim Cook is 60 years young. You want him to work at Apple till he kneels over and on top of an iPhone 26 prototype or something? Let the let the man plan a retirement." Yeah, I, I mean, to be it's... fair, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't. I, the, the headline that we wrote wasn't like, "Oh my god, this can't happen." It was just
0: what he said. <laughs> interestingly there were a lot of responses that showed that a lot of people don't really like tim cook well he 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 gets that a lot
1: yeah there's like, a lot of reasons that we won't get into on this podcast but he does get that
0: at the monocle on twitter said i'm not in love with tim cook jobs jobs i loved that's what he yeah, says I
2: mean, you know, it, that's going to be. There's never going to be anywhere ever, ever, ever who right. is going to satisfy people it's who never gonna, were part of the Jobs cult. Yeah, like, if we're going to use never. Those gonna, words.
1: Never. I mean, I, I think Tim Cook has done a great job. I think once he leaves, his legacy will be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But it's always yeah. Steve Jobs. It's Steve Jobs is company, and it always will be forever until Apple stops being Apple.
2: You know, there are still people out there who, when something goes wrong with their Microsoft thing, blame Bill Gates. Of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> who hasn't been yeah. at the company? In I don't know how long. <laughs> like, hasn't even been involved in any way. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's it's that thing. It's his company, and it's going to yeah. be right. Jobs' company forever.
0: At fighting, Ippo said that Tim Cook has no soul.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was a, that was a fun one. He's uh,
0: <laughs> that's that's I, that, that's really unfair. Yeah, just because he comes off, this, this he's metal, planned, but that's really yeah, He's right. right.
1: He's he's very calculated and and uh, in a in a, a more of a straight-laced way than Steve Jobs was maybe. But yeah, I mean, as far as a soul goes, I think he has way more of a soul than Steve Jobs had. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, in terms of like being compassionate, right? That's what I'm talking but, about. Sure. Yeah.
2: yeah, but, but not I, in terms of being passionate which right. is i think what people liked about jobs and what tim cook doesn't display he he has that very plain and calculated yes. manner about him yeah, yeah.
0: james mcgee on facebook said that we might actually see a product guy in charge again i can't deny tim has been good for the balance books and shareholders but for the product and driving it forward no not for me
1: yeah he, he gets uh, that a lot too which i i don't know how how fair that is
2: yeah, he I mean, definitely man. was an operations guy when he came in. I th- and I th- the idea that he doesn't understand product. I mean, when you look at the things that shipped that were not Steve Jobs holdovers, things like yeah. Apple Watch and AirPods yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. would be hard pressed to tell me he doesn't know a good product. And, and hard
1: pressed to say that Steve Jobs would have done any of those better.
2: Right. And you can look at the flops, like the keyboard snafu and stuff like that, and go like, there were easily as many big mistakes when Jobs was in charge.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. We Uh, just ran a list of the worst Apple products, and most of them were Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, during that era, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's funny, because during the gap, the the Steve Jobs gap, when Apple's number of products exploded and stuff like that, they made a lot of bad products that weren't extraordinarily bad. They weren't,
1: they weren't bad in an extraordinary way. It's just that he's made too many boring products. Anybody following Steve Jobs as their handpicked successor after he died is a ridiculous proposition to undertake and he's done yeah he's handled all that. He's kept Apple moving and grown it substantially. And he's he's you know he's been very careful about the products he releases, and he's changed things when he needed to. I mean, I think he's done a, a, a real admirable, excellent job. Yeah, I don't know if anyone could have done as good of a job following Steve Jobs and the error that Tim Cook came in. You know, iPhone, iPad, uh, 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 iPod. I mean, that is a ridiculous act to follow. Plus, you know, the 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 larger than life specter of of, of Steve Jobs. And he's, he handled all of it and delivered new products, improved existing products, uh, admitted when things were wrong and changed them. I mean, I think he's done as good as a job as any CEO could have done.
2: Yeah, I think we and we can look at things like when Gates left Microsoft and the Balmer era and stuff yeah. like that. and say, And just as an example of how easy it is to mess things totally.
1: up. Uh,
2: And it really took Satya Nadella coming in Mm -hmm. and rewriting that ship. It took a long time to to find Microsoft's Mojo again for, for the things that they do. They blew, Balmer blew the entire smartphone era. It was theirs to blow and he blew it.
1: And that, that is 100% on him.
2: Yeah. There's a lot we could wish that uh, Tim Cook was doing or did earlier, but God, it,
1: it, Uh, hard to hard to fault him yeah yeah. i don't
2: think anybody could
1: i mean do i i mean and we all miss steve jobs and his energy and his keynotes and all that stuff but yeah you know cook's done fantastic
0: i don't know you guys tim cook to me is always the guy who who was never able to execute air power (laughs) (laughs) right exactly good good point right you know what you changed my mind Roman.
2: (laughs) Tim cook sucks and he's dead to me
0: well, on that note, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 737. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thank you to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via the podcast app or on Spotify or whatever app you use for podcasts. Have any comments or questions? Send us an email at podcast.macworld.com or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.